and boom goes the dynamite. Boom goes the dynamite, 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 boom goes the dynamite, dynamite, boom. And boom goes the Welcome to episode 103 of Boom Goes the Dynamite, the AEW Dynamite Review Show here on the PWM Podcast Network. I'm Jeffrey. With me tonight is Paul Sebastian. Paul, how you doing, man? I um I have both my arms, and it feels, I guess, like that's a blessing that I can count. So I guess I yeah. I guess that's that's good. Ooh, uh, man, I don't uh, I don't feel so good, Jeff. I don't ooh. feel great. Obviously, it's like uh, uh, nothing compared to probably what fucking Ray Phoenix is going through right now. Like, we can't even bury the lead or like wait on this one. Like, we're recording this right after uh, uh, Dynamite ended, and it finished with what appears to be a pretty horrific injury. Uh, uh, and I'm just still like, I saw it, and I'm I'm real fucked up about it, Jeff. I don't feel good. After seeing it, you know, seeing really, you know, and I'm sure, you know, our listeners have probably seen some pretty bad sports injuries over the years. Uh, Oh, man, it's never. I mean, I did witness. I I mean, I did witness both, you know, Joe Theismann and Sid. Yeah, Theismann one's gross. The Sid one's incredibly gross. You know, I Uh, Kevin Ware, um, the the Willis McGahee knee like there. You know, I can think of a few that uh, Kasuyori Shibata. Yeah, Shibata, yeah. Sean Livingston, the Sean Livingston ones especially. Oh. And I hate just bringing all these up because they're all just awful. And, and honestly, if you haven't seen the, the Phoenix thing, don't seek it out. I would say don't. Don't bother. Don't do yeah. it to yourself. Yeah, I mean, um, the, the, a, I'll say this. AEW fucking tweeted it from their account. Oh, God. Why would you do that? I'm assuming whoever's running their social just, like, missed it and, like, probably just didn't realize it because they were watching the TV broadcast. And the broadcast quickly shut, cut away and showed one replay. So, you know, if you weren't, I guess there's a way for you to have missed it but oh man i mean th- th- it's not there good. are plenty of ones i have not watched like i did not wa- i have never seen the high the, the the hayabusa one okay i don't think i've seen the hayabusa well, one yeah I, and i never will i mean it was yeah, know, i don't almost I don't 20 years ago now yeah, yeah i i, I never that. watched the match that misawa you know died in you know i never, yeah, like if, I, never. if i'm watching the event live and something happens like like this one you know obviously i've seen it i've seen it but like if something happens and i hear about it and it's like oh this horrible thing happened i won't like go seek out the replay man because you could probably hear it in my voice right now dear listener like i'm not good at recovering from seeing those type of injuries like they'll affect me <laughs> for a minute yeah <laughs> like oh boy yeah just for what it's worth i actually offered paul you know a couple of minutes to uh you know see if he could uh you know come back to earth for a little bit but yeah this was ew, yeah. Oh boy. yeah and all we can do is and we'll talk about the match uh at the end of the show or towards the end of the show but all the best to phoenix man we're huge lucha brothers fans here we love penton oh, phoenix obviously and yeah 
Well, uh, you know, that, that, that just... I hope know, it wasn't as bad as it looked, man. That's all I can hope. Yeah, and, and we have been lucky before. Well, in real, obviously, wrestlers have been lucky before where it hasn't been as bad as it looked, but I can't see that one. You know, just, you know... I mean, even recently, I mean, Kota Ibushi, we had no idea what the hell happened to him in that G1 final. It was, you know, quote, only a, you know, a, a dislocated shoulder, but, you know, still, you know, that, you know, even that, but Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Um, we better, let's, uh, well, we'll, we're going to try to up and down this mood a little bit here. So, um, so, so hey, we'll, I, we'll, I don't want to go to, I know there's a couple things we wanted to talk about. I know there's one we talked about earlier. I probably don't want to go to that right away from all this because we're just going to double bummer. So, uh, hey, can I talk about AEW Dark for a second? Sure. Talk about AEW Dark for a second. Yeah. Uh, this is the part where Jeff sometimes asks me if I watch Dark and Elevation, and I'm going to jump the gun and say that, yes, I, I did watch some of both uh, because there were some, I think, interesting matches on them. Uh, headlined by, for me, Megan Bain was on the Dark Elevation card, picked up her first AEW win. She's done a couple of jobs earlier on Dark uh, uh, earlier in the year, but earlier in 2021 now, I should say. This is our first podcast of 2022. Um, you did. Jake Atlas was on Elevation, so I made sure to check that out. So there's a couple of good matches on there. Yeah, I he, it and he got signed now, so that's great. Jake Atlas is indeed all elite. He got the graphic and everything. That that's great. Love to that see it. Yeah, Jake Atlas, huge talent. I've seen him wrestle some serious barn burners, and I'm really excited to see. Uh, you know, we'll talk about that too because he was mentioned on this show. So we'll get to more Jake Atlas there too. Yeah, uh, yeah, we will. As a matter of fact. Um, so yeah, of course I obviously watched, uh, you know, I watched, uh, Wrestle Kingdom night one live. Uh, yeah, that was I, I watched not the greatest uh, show. <laughs> it wasn't great, but it did have some, it's have some highlights. I thought the last three matches were all very good. They uh, were, even if the wrong guy won, but you know, did the wrong guy win? I mean, I know you're the Shingo guy. And I'm I know the Shingo guy. About so, it, yeah. That's the thing. I mean, you're never going to be able to talk me out of Okada being at the top of your promotion. Like, no, if, if no, Kazuchika I know. Okada is on your roster, he is your guy. I mean, that's just he's 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 Okada, right? I mean, this I is know. always something you can do, and I don't think there's anyone better to fucking get that thing off of Will Osprey to me, which is what I, I mean. It was worth it for me for night two, I guess. Yeah, no, I I know it was worth. It. Yeah, I mean, and I you know I haven't watched that match yet. Obviously, I already know the. Uh... I was really sleepy, and I did some dozing off during it. But what I saw was you know very high quality and it's you know going in as an early match of the year contender from well, uh, what a lot of folks are saying i really liked the uh street fight from right before the kenta tanahashi street now, see, fight. i haven't i haven't watched that one yet i i watched most of i have watched more uh, most of night two but i was saving watching okada versus osprey to watch with my honey because she's the you know she's the okada fan but she's uh right. Yeah, she's the she's the Okada fan, so I was going to uh, I, I was going to go do this. Uh, I, I, I was going to wait for that. Um, so, yeah, uh, night one. Yeah, I'm the Shingo guy. Obviously, yeah, it's the 50th anniversary of New Japan. It's the 10th anniversary of the Rainmaker. Uh, I am going to go. I, I I am going to go into. Um, you know, this uh, on a podcast very soon with Chris as we wrap up uh, Strong Style Story. Uh, for the time being, but uh, yeah, I, I, I am actually psyched for New Japan versus Noah, though. You yeah, know? I think it should be a fun show, especially after, again, this was a night two thing, but after, you know, they showed up with like the whole roster, essentially, uh, in the ring, kind of cutting a promo on New Japan, I kind of thought that 
ratcheted up the tension, gave it a kind of legitimacy that I, was, I hadn't really seen because I hadn't been following this very closely. And they did announce this sort of thing, thing sort of abruptly, I think, kind of in the big picture. Like they just said, hey, this is going to happen with no like hype or anything prior to it. So now we're kind of getting that stuff. And I, yeah, I think uh, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. So Those, can we talk about the Noah tracksuits? The Noah drip, man. Uh, they got these beautiful black tracksuits with like the green trim, just fantastic. Really, yeah. Really oh well. yeah. The, the, those tracksuits, and actually, so are the the New Japan 50th anniversary ones. Those well, all pretty... the New Japan tracksuits go hard, but to see you know another promotion coming in with the uh, the elite level tracksuit, I'm uh, very happy to see. I did look on uh, Noah's website to see if I can buy one, and the track they have the track jackets, but they are sold out. Oh yeah, and it, it it's expensive as fuck, you know. I mean, at that point, I was ready to risk it all. I took one look, and I was like, yeah, uh, I don't really actually need to move to a new house this year it's fine yeah so uh and, and so you know clearly we what we, we need is we need to see what all japan is, is doing we, yeah we, we uh, see, yeah come on br- br- yeah br- sure. bring your bring your tracksuit game here all japan i would like more i mean more wrestling tracksuits i would like to see a good aew tracksuit they don't really have a full tracksuit they should do that don't they no not really i think they have like uh they don't sell one at least hmm okay i mean are you, you I have a look on that. Are you sure they don't sell one? I mean, if if they do, you'd have to buy it off of a website that'll get you your credit card stolen. So in essence, they don't sell one. Ooh. <laughs> so hey, uh, what'd you do on New Year's Eve? Um, I I didn't tweet a whole lot. Yeah, neither did <laughs> Spent I. Spent time I with my family. I uh, didn't watch Rampage. No, not my family. My girlfriend's family. It should be more uh, accurate. But no, I had a nice time. Uh, yeah, I didn't really tweet. Um, I didn't uh, make comments that came off as disparaging to former employees. Uh, nothing like that. Why do you ask? Uh, yeah, no reason. Not not no reason. Not anything to do with what Tony Khan was doing on, uh, on oh, New well, Year's Eve. Why? What was what was, uh, what was old TK up to? Uh, I think he was uh, tweeting disparaging remarks about former employees as it happened. Oh, 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 interesting. Okay, and and you know, I, I I think it's important. And this is we had some time passing this, and I think if you're listening to this podcast, you know exactly what we're talking about because uh, something again, like Jeff mentioned, happened on New Year's Eve. But uh, I. I think at this point we have some distance between all of this stuff and like we have seen the initial reaction and what the response to it and what people are saying and all that. So I think we can kind of offer, you know, our takes, you know, with uh, that in mind. So, yeah, Jeff, Swole mentions on her podcast uh, a few things and I don't have the exact comments in front of me. And I feel like in order to speak accurately, I probably should. Right. Um, but, but in essence, uh she had mentioned that without, you know, having a dedicated team of writers or anything, it's, you know, more on the talent to come up with their own creative. And if you're not a person that's particularly skilled that way or geared that way, there just isn't a lot for you. Uh, compounded with that, uh, she made some comments about lack of representation on screen. You know, it's, uh, it's told it anecdotally about, you know, her daughter saying that, you know, she doesn't see people that look like her as often when she watches a W versus, you know, WWE where uh, her father, Swole's husband, Cedric Alexander wrestles. Um, and, and, you know, kind of kind of talked about just a little bit that being like, you know, on here. Uh, let me get let me get some of the comments here, because I think it's important to be accurate. Right, Jeff? Uh, it uh, is. I agree. I don't think we need to read the whole thing, but let me get to the parts that I think people are talking about. 
you know, the crowded roster. You don't have a lot of product for all these people. Uh, there's no representation truly, and when there is, it does not come across in the black community as genuine at all. I don't know why everybody is so afraid to accept it or say it, but it's not a good look. What happens is you have this wonderful company that treats people like family, but there's nobody that looks like me that is represented at the top and in the room with them. They are not helping to necessarily influence decisions, but to explain why certain slang and certain words shouldn't be said. There is no one else who can explain our culture and experience except for us. Fair. I think that's a totally fair thing to think and say if you work somewhere, and that's like the uh, the perception that you get. Uh, you know, to her comments about the stuff with Cedric. I know something was up with my daughter who loves watching wrestling. Uh, she would watch AEW all the time and seldomly watch WWE. She's not a big fan unless her dad, Cedric Alexander, was on TV, which stopped happening after they botched the Hurt Business. She would say, Mommy, there's nobody that looks like me on AEW. There's nobody that looks like Dan. Eddie. Then she started watching WWE because she saw Bianca and Big E. She saw herself represented. Uh, again, that's fair. Totally fair uh, thing to say. And, you know, I think based off of her experience there. Um, Tony Khan, that very same night, and I do want to get uh, Tony Khan's tweet up if I can there. If we can find TK's tweet, which he did not delete. Is that right? Uh, as far as I know, but I haven't gone looking either. December 30th, December 31st here. Uh, yes. So, uh, he quote tweeted Fightful's, uh, tweet, uh, you know, putting out a story about Big Swole's comments on the Swole World podcast. Uh, Tony said the top two AEW execs are Brown, me and Mega, Jade Bowens, Caster, Dante, Nyla, Isaiah, and Mark Quinn all won on TV this month. The TBS title tournament has been very diverse. I let Swole's contract expire as I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. AEW Rampage Street Fight tonight. And then a bunch of people got mad. And I would say uh, rightfully uh, so because... I mean, well, it, it, it was a shitty thing to I, say. I, I said a lot of stuff. So, so I guess Jeff, off, offer me uh, your thoughts. Well, it, it, it was a shitty thing to say, and, and something you said in in our group chat. You know, if nothing else, even if Tony Khan was one hundred percent correct in everything he said here, what does this serve? And that's yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I was going to say, and what we what we talked about a little bit. And I, I'm going to like even offering this the best faith reading you possibly can it still comes off bad. And that's how you know it's like well and truly just bad. Um, and, you know, to be, I don't even want to say to be fair because I'm not trying to like both sides this or whatever. Big Swole's comments and anything that she had to say based on her own experiences, of course, are valid. And what, and, and you know, one thing I will say is I think that the there has been some overreaction to these comments just from mostly like internet community, you know, types where I think it doesn't service big swole's um, thoughtful criticism that she went out of her way to offer to jump straight on like the outrage hyperbole train. Does that make sense? Yes. I think big swole uh, did a lot. Uh, it took a lot for her to, you know, get out, make these comments and and offer them thoughtfully and clearly. And I think in a way that was constructive and helpful to the conversation and, you know, and, and wants to serve the exact purpose that she's looking for to serve. What I don't think serves that purpose is to immediately start taking things out of context to whether it's to serve a confirmation bias that you have or, you know, whether it's just to get a good dunk in on a promotion 
ocean or like on a you know billionaire Tony Khan that you don't like, blah, 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 blah. Because I think there's a lot of valid criticism to have here. And if you just start making invalid ones, I think you take away from the conversation, which is very important. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, this isn't my argument to have. Um, yeah, but that's another thing. Yeah, that, it's, it, it's neither our, neither of our places. But at the same time, I, I don't. Yeah, Tony Khan acted a fool. There's there's yeah, no I way mean, around it. He, he acted a fool. I, I, and like I, from a PR standpoint, from a corporate standpoint, from any way you look at it, it's not the right way to go about it, to make a public comment. And like people were even like people saying like, oh, well, no, Tony's like talking much. He sucks, blah, blah, blah. He never said that. We said the exact comment here. He let her contract expire as he felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. Now, what I would like to know or what I would like to ask Tony Khan were I given that opportunity, I would like to ask, what is your process when evaluating talent in this manner? So what does that mean to you, Tony, that her wrestling wasn't good enough? In your evaluations, what did you see there? Like, why to yeah. you? Because, well, I mean, and obviously I'm just a rube with a podcast. I don't know shit. But I've said some very nice things about Swole's wrestling in the past. And I thought she was quite a good wrestler. I've seen her wrestle some damn good matches. Yeah, I, she I, had some yeah, good I don't think that jibes, honestly. And, and especially since... Especially since they both had a pretty, it seemed like a pretty amicable split at the time, you know, and, you know, sorry, they were also, you know. You know here's the thing, I, and, and Swell said that, another thing that I guess should be said at the, at the end of her comments, uh, and I want to see if I can find that, but yeah, there is no bad, this is her, her direct quote from the Swell World podcast. Me leaving, honestly, was not bad. There is no bad blood between TK and I. I just don't like my peace being disrupted. I didn't like certain things and other things that I will take to my grave. The diversity, that's what matters. But she straight up said herself, no bad blood there. Um, so, and again, so I, I want to, you know, give Swole, you know, the credit that she deserves for making these comments. And I want to honor and respect that by not overreacting or doing it or, or you know, getting on uh, on that side of things either. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that AEW has to ask them if if you have people that have been through your door and have come through and worked for you saying this then obviously there's something to it period whether and if you're Tony Khan whether you think so or not in order to be a good executive and in order to to run this ship right you have to be willing to step outside yourself and manage this thing and, and take a good look at it yeah and, 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 and honestly you know, I don't have anything in front of me but if she thinks that's the case then and, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to disparage it and I'm not going to, you know, use diversity as a number and go, well, look at X, Y or Z, you know, black or brown person won this match. Because I don't really think that's what we're talking about here. Because yeah. I don't think that matters. All the way, and that's not the conversation. Yeah. And, and really, that, that I mean, yeah. And, and you, you, when you start bringing the statistics in, it's almost like you're trying to cover up for it. Honestly, yeah, I, I mean, mean that's, it, it that's, takes away from the greater point. And the greater point is, let's face it. Most of AEW's featured talent are 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 our complexion. I mean, let, let let's be honest here. You know, yes, uh, of course they are. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yes, they are. I mean, there's really no uh, way around it. Do I think they, you know, step in the right direction sometimes? Absolutely, but again, it still needs to be addressed. Now, are there? These these things do not happen in a vacuum, right? No, it's not a thing that you snap your fingers and all of a sudden the entire landscape changes. This is a television show with a lot of moving parts and a lot of the, I mean, we're going to talk about the first match of the night in a little bit because we are going to talk about dynamite eventually here, <laughs> but the first match was between two white guys who, but who happened to be the, like two of the best wrestlers on the planet that everybody wants to see wrestle. So like, 
you're not going to just like stop having the best wrestlers in the world be, you know, the featured as the best wrestlers in the world. That's not what we're talking about. Well, either, no. Right? And, and one thing these I are, am, these are much more deeper problems that go. And, and what big swole talked about a lot was in the front office and as executives. And I do think that's something worth, I would like to know, you know, I, I'd like to see more, uh, representation as it comes to creative executive level, producer level, those types of things. Yeah. yeah. I, and I agree and I think because, yeah, I, and I agree with that because I mean, now there is an argument to be made. Though the the women's division is strikingly more diverse, more diverse. I mean, if you yes. want to bring that, and, and, point, and uh, we can say, and we can say that because the, the the very first champion was, of course, a Japanese woman. The yes. second champion was a a a a transgender native woman, you know, Native American woman. Yep, and um, uh, the third champion's from Pittsburgh. A very exotic land. Uh, no, from Japan. <laughs> oh yeah, and then Pittsburgh. you kind of forgot about Karoshita there, but you know. Oh, yeah. But at the and same time, also not as exotic as Pittsburgh. But you know, at, at the same time, the women's division was also very seldomly featured a, a, as much too. So I think there's a very good point to be had there. Yeah, um, and, and during Swole's time, you know, was her time there was kind of in the middle of that. And the end of her run to her release is where they have started featuring this more. And, you know, I'm not going to cry sour grapes because I don't really think that's what's happening with Swole. But I, I, and I don't either. But, uh, but I mean, if, if there, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if there is an element to, well, you know, it sucks. It feels shitty to not have gotten in on where this women's roster is now surging. And I'm sure that just doesn't feel good, like but, no matter how you slice it. But also, if we're talking about the front office and creative and the producers and all that, okay, yeah, sure. Tony Khan, he, he's the big guy. Uh, rather famously, the the executive vice presidents of the company are uh, one Cody Runnels, one Tyson Smith, and uh, one Matthew and Nicholas Massey. Um, yeah, I think I know what, what, what their skin tone is. Uh, well, skin tones to, are to you know? fair, the Jackson. The Jacksons also from an exotic land, Florida. They're not from California. Florida. Yeah, so they're from uh, Rancho you know, Cucamonga, was... California. Rancho Cucamonga, Florida. Yeah, you've ever been there? Same thing. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, they're I very obviously they're, they're they're very famously from California, and I always think they're Floridian just because they have the biggest Florida energy of maybe anyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't they have? I don't know. They're just not California but, to uh, me. But. But the point is, is that, I mean, yeah, it, both sides have points. Tony Khan acted a fucking fool on Twitter, and he took shit for it that he rightfully needed to take. Yeah, and, you know, it was, I he still hasn't addressed it. I would like to see it be addressed, and I would like to see some follow-up questions be asked. Uh, but, you know, that's up to wrestling, journalism, and media, which, you know. I don't have a whole lot of hope there, Jeff. Jeff, we have been talking for 20 minutes about not dynamite. Yes, that is true. And this is a, a, a particularly special dynamite as it is the first episode on the Turner Broadcast System. Uh, the Superstation, brother. The super On the Superstation. Superstation. So with that in mind, let's go live to the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey for 
tonight's uh, premiere on TBS episode of AEW Dynamite. Uh, your host, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and Excalibur. We go right into the AEW World Championship match. Uh, Adam Page defending once again against Brian Danielson uh, with judges at ringside, Mark Henry, Jerry Lynn, and Paul White. Uh, initially, I have a note here because of what uh, Jim Ross sh- said about Cowboy Shiznit. I was like, do they not allow swearies on TBS? And, well, that was blown out of the water within 20... <laughs> before the first hour was up. No, the the shits will stay on the super station. It is the, the sh- super shit station. <laughs> so, uh, you know, in, in a very strange omen for what was to come later in the evening, uh, that tope that Adam Page made on Danielson, that Danielson deflected and, and shoved Page right into the gate, I was like, oh, fuck. You know, Oof. Yeah. this match, man, um, we I know we just spent so much time, but I could spend a whole hour probably talking about this. Um, we got out of, and this was hmm. Jeff. Go ahead, because I'm still like I'm I digested this match and then everything I thought about it kind of got erased by the end of the show. And now I'm like trying to like, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, the I, thing really fucked me up, man. Like I'm, I'm, now I'm going back and thinking about the Danielson page match and like trying to let it all kind of come back to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, well, I mean, both guys get color, so, uh, and, 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 yeah, uh, Danielson's color was, uh, 0.55 Muda. Point, um, oh, the Muda, oh, we got the Muda scale out. Yeah, we got, we, we, we got the Muda scale out. We, 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 are, calib- past the, we are past the Mendoza line on the Mudas. Oh, yes, we, we, we Mendoza have, uh, yeah, we, 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 we had to calibrate the, uh, the Muda scale for this. I mean, at what <laughs> point, at what point Adam Page even references, you know, does a, uh, brief little reference to the, the infamous Jerry Lynn, Steve Carino bit in ECW, uh, that yeah. Tony Schiavone apparently, uh, mentioned on the, uh, the fight TV, uh, picture in picture time wow. period. Shout out to our international audience getting to catch those, uh, fight TV broadcasts. Um, yeah, the the blood earlier on kind of surprised me because I was in the camp that I thought this match was going to do another 60. You know, having the judges there, I figured, well, the judges are there. We're probably going to use them, right? Um, and, and so the, getting the blood in maybe what Paige started bleeding, maybe 10 to 12 minutes in, uh, and Danielson probably about 20. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and and it looked like he actually kind of went back and 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 <clears throat> rebladed himself too. Uh, I do, hard, yeah, man. I, I I do have a note here where I just put, please stop headbutting. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they're grown ass adults, and uh, if they want to, you know, turn their brains. Uh, in we, we, I already mentioned omelets, then. That's, that's what I, you're going to do. I, I already mentioned uh, Cassiari Shibata once tonight. I really am not in the mood to mention it hey, again. Hey, Shibata said, uh, you know, hell with your catch wrestling rules. I'm doing full striking and uh, did great. Yes, really- it was, yes, it was really great uh, with, with my anxiety ratcheting up as I watch a pro wrestling match. <laughs> so, Sometimes that you was just awesome. have to beat up your wrestle son. Yeah. You just you got to do it. Uh, I... I we, we we all noticed, you know, Danielson went back and did the Gotch style pile driver. Did you notice the dangerous backdrop driver by by Adam Page to set yes. up the to set up the uh, the the buckshot lariat? That was great. The vertical suplex over the rope to the reversal was spectacular. Uh, there were a lot of really good. Uh, the Adam Page jumping jacks 
were uh, was a great moment for me too. Uh, this one packed a lot of moments into it, and I'll say it overall, I think it was better than uh, the number one. I thought it was a better match. You know, you might be right. I I, I think I may have to go back and rewatch both of them back to back to see. And I think it was, I mean, it was a really great use of using the first match to enhance the second. Uh, And these guys, I mean, Adam Page playing up to and matching the best wrestler on the planet, uh, you know, pound for pound, move for move, uh, you know, toe to toe really cementing this run early on, really giving Adam Page the champion legitimacy right away. Uh, I couldn't have asked for a better first feud. And, you know, uh, Adam Page gets the clean win that he, we were looking for out of him. Yes. And yeah, he, it, Brian Danielson. It, Brian Danielson's first loss in AEW. To a single buckshot lariat to JR's absolute delight. That was a great match. It was you a great match. JR was that he won with one movie. Say with one buckshot, Larry. Yep, just they, one. Oh yeah, he he was like should be. Yeah, he he <laughs> was uh, he 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 was on it. He was on uh, it right he, there. Welcome so. back, Jr. We missed you. <laughs> uh, after the commercial break, we get a promo from the acclaimed, uh, where they promise a a diss video next week. Everyone, everyone loves the acclaimed. Loved um, Nightmare Before Christmas looking ass. Very good line there. Did did, did you see Gunna dissing uh, Freddie Gibbs today? No, I did not. My son made me aware of this. Freddie Gibbs didn't seem to give a shit. Mm. <laughs> well, sometimes he's got so. Um, I thought this was very funny that this is like a boomer versus millennial sort of thing where Caster is like, yeah, you're just a boomer. You don't know how to handle business. You do it like a boomer. So we're going to handle business like my millennial generation. We're going to make a viral video. Yeah. <laughs> I, that I, rocks. Thought that, I thought that was fun, kind of funny. That rocks. Max Caster, um, he's he is funny. Like he's funny. He gets comedy. He gets, you know, jokes and like he like is good to like strike that line between the self-deprecating uh, uh, sort of thing. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for this, whatever it's going to end up being. I'm sure it'll be goofy, and I'm sure I'll laugh at it, and next week I'll tell you how cool Max Caster is. Most likely. Mm -hmm. Uh, We then get our second match of the evening, uh, MJF versus Sean Dean, and immediately CM Punk runs in and uh, hits a go-to-sleep on Sean Dean, and I think Kenta... Sorry, I I, I really hope Kenta wasn't watching, because, you know... (laughs) Kenta's uh, may, might get a bit salty about that. Yeah, I guess he'd probably um, get a little scared that everyone found out the guy that he was stealing his move from. Yeah, right. Uh, so, so MGF gets a DQ loss to start 2022. I He's thought that one. I, I thought this was great with the seven-dimensional chest, the I, highest IQ play of the night. Uh, and he says, "I'll keep doing it. I'll just keep getting you DQ, and I'll ruin your record." Until you wrestle me. Yeah, I, so, I thought uh, that was great. I, you know, yeah, that, 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 it, I, I, I remember back when I e-wrestled <clears throat> that, uh, yeah, I think somebody ran an angle like that, too. And <laughs> Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Uh, there, was a, there was a big back and forth between uh, Punk and, and MJF, including a lot of riffs about headlining WrestleMania and getting released the next day and... <laughs> So there was, and I, I, I disparaged some of these re- type of remarks in the past during this feud, but there was one that I thought hit well for me after, uh, you know, MJF talked about Punk not being good enough to re- to main event WrestleMania. Punk says, if you really think the grass is greener, be my guest. Quit. 
go over there and main event night four of a buy one get one free show that they can't yeah. sell out. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty good. That was that was that was great. And yeah, and also considering that they just did a bunch of releases today. And also the the very next day after, you know, w, WWE had a chance to do some good PR and they botched that because they, they stopped COVID testing and then suddenly Roman Reigns tests. Positive. Yeah, like the literal last person you want on your roster to get COVID nineteen uh, gets COVID nineteen like right away. So, yep, great job there. Uh, also, congratulations to uh, new champion Brock Lesnar. Oh, <laughs> that'll put butts in seats. No, I mean, yeah. hey, I love Brock Lesnar though. So, yeah, yeah, Real yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, next week, CM Punk versus Wardlow. Huzzah. CM Punk versus Wardlow. I'm excited for this match. I think that'll be a good one. I think that will be a good match. Uh, we then get Jennifer Nettles narrating a hype video for Cody Rhodes versus uh, Sammy Guevara to happen this Saturday at Battle for the Belts, an event I completely forgot was happening. Whoops. This was It was nice to hear Mama Gemstone uh, doing wrestling voiceover. It was kind of a really different like thing, wasn't it? Yeah, right, Righteous Gemstone's coming back real soon, too. I have not watched that show. Bro, you got yeah no. Watch Righteous Gemstones. Absolutely, watch. I mean, Righteous I've Gemstones. got a, dude. Fantastic. I've got such a back. I haven't even started that Battlestar Galactica rewatch. Well, that fortunately, we were talking about a week, Righteous a Gemstones weeks ago. is a it's a thirty minute uh, show and it's like an eight episode season, so really easy to. Yeah, uh, it's it's easy viewing, but in, incredibly funny. I think it's a must watch. Oh, I'll, I'll see if I can squeeze it in somewhere. When we come back from the commercial, Chris Jericho makes his uh, promo return and making a WCW Thunder reference. So uh, shout yeah. out to Dave Ryan and Steiger Lee Malone, of course. Uh, that brings out 2.0 and uh, and uh, Jericho calls them, you know, dipshit and squarehead. And God, this promo fucking sucked. Squarehead, pinhead, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Jericho just feels like he's running on fumes right now, man. I feel like he, we need to chill on the Jericho. That hair dye was caked in. It was ready to start uh, dripping out like Rudy Giuliani at the Four Seasons landscaping press conference, man. Yeah, hey, do you think he remembers where his wife was a, we- a year ago yet? Hmm. I think she was on vacation, Jeff. Don't ask mm, questions. Yeah, by herself. Hmm, a lot of yeah. you know what? Well, a lot of people want to see our nation's capital and uh, you know learn about history, Jeff. Naturally, uh, Daniel Garcia comes out from the crowd, attacks Jericho. This brings out Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. And I guess there's going to be a uh, Kingston, Santana, Ortiz versus uh, Garcia in 2.0 uh, street fight on Rampage. Yeah, that sounds fun to me. So, hey, cool. We can do that. Uh, We then go, uh, we then get a recap of Jake Atlas on Dark Elevation. Uh, That's cool, which then transitions to Adam Cole and Red Dragon. uh, Talk Well, actually, just Adam Cole talking some shit about Jake Atlas. Yes, but that leads to a challenge to a Friday Night Rampage match, which I love. I love that. So yeah, love that for me who will be watching it and dear listeners, please tune in twitch.tv slash wrestling brain Friday night, right after rampage goes off the air. My dear co-host Nick East has a lot going on. So we'll be taking the week off and I will be hosting that one solo. So come hang out with me and chat. We'll be chilling. Oh, well, sorry to hear that. Uh, hope things improve, Nick. No, it's good. He's got a, he's moving and starting a new job in the same week. So take the week off from the, the streaming and do the important stuff. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I got a lot going on. I mean, I also I, just I, recovered from COVID. So Nick's a oh, soldier. No, Nick's a oh, warrior. That's right. Yeah, you told me that. Jesus. Ooh, boy. Um, 
incredibly positive attitude throughout it too. Uh, we could all learn from the positivity of Nick East. Folks, watch Wrestling Brain. Watch Nick be really nice. He's just so he's so nice, Jeff. It's a lot. It's much different than hosting the show with you. Oh wow! <laughs> wow. You know, yeah, yeah, feel, feel, man, feel yeah. free to, to 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 quit and go That's to what... where the grass is greener, buddy. Oh, oh, oh shit! I'll main event night four of Wrestling Brain doing buy one get one free subscriptions. That's right. <laughs> and when you come back, I'll be here waiting to bury your ass. <laughs> And see, you, like CM Punk, are a crotchety old man. In Chicago. <laughs> see? Did you see uh did you see the, the tweet from Punk yesterday? The Okada one? Yeah. To giving you the, the address to the United Center to Kazuchika Okada. Is that, the, that was the address to the United Center? I figured it might have been a Portillo's. No, no, that was the that was the uh the United Center. I would have given him the address to a Portillo's. I think Okada would really like Portillo's. I think he would Okada too. had Okada definitely had Portillo's while he was here for All In, or in Chicago for All In, right? He had to have. I, I can't imagine. Nobody Somebody had to have taken Okada. That's what I want to know. Where did the, where did they take Okada for hot dogs while he was uh, in Chicago? Yeah, I was going to say, you know what? Ishii was with him, too. You know I, you, you know Ishii would, would have been there. I need to do some research and find out where they went for hot dogs. Fair. Our I third... wonder if, I'm going to look at Okada's tweets in 2018 and see if he tweeted about it. 2018? How about 2016 when he was here the first time? Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, that was. Well, that was, this is gonna take some search. I mean, he, Folks, he, 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 you know he got like, likes to get his hot dogs while he's in Chicago. You can tweet us at BGTD Podcast on Twitter. <laughs> I know, I know for a fact that Okada got a gift card for ice cream from my honey because I was there. Uh, so, where'd you wait? Where was it for? Oh, I can't. It was some little. It was some little shop somewhere in Chicago Heights. Okay, I was gonna say. I was wondering if it was or, for or was, cool it, or or was it Villa Park? I don't remember. Villa. Wow, Villa Park. I, I don't even remember. I don't even remember where that show happened now. <laughs> anyway, our third match of the evening: Warlow versus Antonio Zember. Oh shit, the match is over. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's what happens. It's kind of what happens. Yeah, uh, Zambrano actually tried to be smart about it and and walk away, and then uh, Spears gave him a C four, and then uh, yeah, Warlow did the sit and ECW bit. Yeah, so interesting that Sean Spears, uh, you know, hit that Death Valley driver and Wardlow's like, what are you doing? I'm supposed to beat this guy up myself. Like, I definitely don't need your help to powerbomb this man into the next dimension. Uh, and, you know, just ratcheting up that tension little by little. I think we're going to get some, some development on that next week in the Punk-Wardlow match. You know, we are spiraling towards the uh, towards the Wardlow split, and I can't wait. You know, it, you know, everybody seems to think that. I'm eh, well, well, we'll see. We will see. I think. I think Wardlow is heading towards monster babyface territory sooner than later. Yeah, well, you might be right. Absolutely. We then get a recap of uh, Chris Satlander versus Layla Hirsch as that feud uh, continues to happen. And then our fourth match of the evening, the final for the TBS title, Ruby Soho versus the the queen of Araco, the regent of Saul, if you're keeping up with current X-Men continuity, Jade Cargill. And Jade is definitely keeping up with her continuity. Oh yeah, that was a yeah, that was a a recent vintage uh, storm look, as it turns it's, out. 
And wow, what a great look. Jade looked every bit the superhero that she is. Ruby, to Ruby's credit, also had a very good look. New jacket with uh, a God Save the Queen inspired graphic on the back uh, that with Jade Cargill. And it said, God Save That Bitch. Very good. Yes, that that was that was very, very, very nice. I thought that was really cool. So both had really good ring gear. This had a big fight feel. This felt like with the walkouts and with the beginning and with that first lockup it felt like a pay-per-view fight and that's what i really liked about it uh we got some uh we we got some uh dealings pretty early between mercedes martinez and uh thunder rosa uh thunder rosa of course uh took to twitter to talk shit to uh your international princess champion maki ito Hey, sometimes you got to talk shit to Maki Ito, although uh, that's that, that's one I'd really like to see. Jade, obviously, or I'm sorry, Rosa, obviously, has a lot of irons in the fire. Uh, she's pissing off a lot of real tough people, but uh, I, I love a Thunder Rosa that wants all the smoke. I think that's great for her character. I, I, you know, I, it, I like it does her totally just down fit. to fight anybody, you know? It does totally fit. Uh, overall, I thought this was a good match. I didn't think Absolutely. that I didn't think that Ruby was uh, wrestling at half speed like I thought Thunder Rosa was last week. Um, but so oh. that's, I, I'm glad you said that because, like, I think one of the reasons that this match happened and why this tournament was structured the way it was structured is because I think Ruby Soho is the exact right person to put Jade over in this spot, and I think they knew that going in. I don't think you could have got like a better veteran presence to make Jade look as good as she did tonight. I don't think there's anyone else on the roster that could have had this match with Jade right now. Uh, oh dear though, that avalanche, uh, you know, Dodon jaded, Jesus Christ. That was ill advised. Oh, see now I disagree. I loved it. Um, and here's why there was a, there was an uncertainty to it. It was obviously the first time we see that move, but we know for a fact, it's not the last time we're going to see that move. And now we're developing some lore here. Uh, uh, I, 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 I'm more talking about the fact that it did not look good, and it—I mean, oh, it looked well, like well, Ruby kind of took a bump she, she, good she didn't need isn't to. A bad thing, right, Jeff? We talk about this all the time, where like overly clean execution isn't necessarily how you want your wrestling to look all the time. And with a move like this. Uh, I don't think it's supposed to look perfect. And I think it also adds to it that she tried or to or thought about going to the top rope as well. And that being kind of a part of it, like, and I think it kind of ups and shows you the high degree of difficulty of a move like this when it's kind of done in that way. Now, was it perfectly executed on purpose? No, but I think that's fine because it looked it was I still was with it. Like, it didn't take me out of it. I was still like, oh, shit. You know, and that's, yeah, what, that's I mean, how you're supposed to react to that. I mean, I, I I take your point, and I do know that also Jade is still, you know, green as grass, but the also not not everybody. Like that with a, such a high degree of difficulty, I think that fucking rules. But at the same time, you know, not everybody, you know, Sabu could get away with it because, you know, it was fucking Sabu, and, you know, everything he did just, it looks sloppy, but it maybe also looks sloppy on, on kind of on purpose, but also kind of not, but it still worked somehow. Well, let me let me make a, make a comparison that I've made before on this very podcast as well. The Brock Lesnar shooting star. Okay. Eh, yeah, perhaps. Sometimes when you're just a top, you know, when you're at the top of shit and when you want to be the best, you got to go for some shit once in a while. Will it always work? No, but she's going to keep trying to do the best shit all the time and she'll eventually nail it more. And we'll. We'll see that. We'll go back from this one, and then she'll do it again in a match in a year, and we'll think it looked better, or she'll do it differently, or she might 
call back to it. And uh, I don't know. I'm excited. We're building something here with Jade. She's your first TBS women's champion, deservingly so. And uh, I think this is going to be a long and fruitful run. Uh, now, here's a question. Oh, go oh, ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Ask your question. I was first. just going to ask you, who do you want to see as Jade Cargill's first challenger for that belt? Hmm. First challenger? First challenger. Who's next? They got to pay off the, the whole Red Velvet thing. So do you think it being her first opponent with this belt is the right move or no? I mean, that's the one, that's the main person she's had a feud with. So yeah. it kind of makes sense. Okay. Now, here's... I still think put a pin in it. I still think you can hold that one off a little bit. I think you can have Jade get through a couple of title shots first before we go back to Velvet. Okay. Chris Statlander is is my, my the first one, I think. I think she made it deep in the tournament. I think she has a right to say, hey, I, I got pretty close. I think she gives an interesting match. I think there's some stuff you can do with uh, Mark Sterling and the best friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that, that that's a good point. Now, here's my question to you: Was this always the plan? Yes. Okay, I agree. But given the events of New Year's Eve, you know, you just there's always going to be a little bit in the back of your mind, like, hmm. And eh, it's but, Jay Cargill. It was never that. I mean, I. Who did I say was going to win this tournament at the beginning, beginning Jeff? Well, you you did say that. so I, Right. I, I so I'm not going to waver from that now. I, I kind of felt like J- this was Jade's tournament to lose in the from the first place. So, okay. Fair enough. Uh, we then get a backstage segment with uh, Jim Ross interviewing Serena Deeb, where she once again challenges uh, Hikaru Shida. And just Man, wants to evil Deeb, Jeff. Evil Deeb. We love evil Deeb. Yeah, she is great. She's a great character. Yeah, uh, this is really working. She's really, really found a voice uh, on AEW. The the professor of professional wrestling uh, is a hit. The the women's division specifically needed a top heel outside of Britt Baker. Like, it's great to have your top heel be the champion, but you need another villain out there lurking outside of the main title scene. Uh, She has filled this role just perfectly. Um, She's going to breathe some life into post-champion Sheeta, and I'm excited to see anyone that she faces off with. And I think she's going to elevate any baby face she goes up against. Yeah, you know what? I think I agree with that. Our fifth match of the evening, uh, Malachi Black versus Brian Pillman Jr. Now, you know what? I was very disappointed. I figured that with this being the big premiere on TBS, we, we'd finally get the full Ogentrost. Oh, man, if only. Give us that 10 minutes. It's yeah. only 10 minutes. It's fine. We'll love it. We'll all like I mean, it. it, it, it it's, still, it's still shorter than the average Cody Rhodes entrance. I mean, you know. So, Look, Downstate likes to jam, man. What are you going to do? Uh, I would love if Downstate just did, like, 10-minute fish-style jam versions of, like, uh, that and the Miz song. <laughs> oh, God. I have Okay, so uh, back to the match, Jeff. I have two words for you. Go ahead. Punished Julie. Oh my God! You know you're not the first person who said that today. <laughs> <laughs> we all love punish Julia, man. So good. Oh my so God! Good. I got to give Julia some credit because I was talking with some people before, uh, you know, because I think there's been a lot of speculation about her maybe going over to the Malachi Black side or doing some spooky shit after getting the the goop sp- sprayed on her and everything. Yeah. And I was a little worried about Julia's ex- lack of experience and maybe her not being able to do some of the character work that would be expected of her uh, in an angle like that. But just coming out with the eye patch and like the jeans look versus the the full cheerleader thing, like just having that different look and having like a slightly different demeanor during the you know 
uh, her time, you know, on this on the sidelines there on the apron. I don't know, man. Maybe I was wrong about her. Maybe she, uh, you know, is is digging into this character more than I thought. Uh, I think uh, Chris made a comment. Uh, no, it was, I think it was Dave uh, Ryan who made a comment in the group chat that says, you know, it, 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 if Julia does make this turn and she she goes all goth and uh, yeah, uh, the entirety of horny wrestling Twitter is going to have to be muted because oh, yeah. it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be disgusting. There's going to be some real, real sick little freaks out there. Oh, boy. Uh, needless to say, Malachi Black does beat uh, Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, the Lucha Bros do come out to face down uh, Malachi Black in, in order to, uh, you know, avenge their 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 El Triangulo de la Muerte uh, brother uh, pack. But then the lights go out and suddenly they teleported and we still have no payoff for Brody King. So. They're really just dangling that carrot. They're just holding it, going, oh, yeah, you want it? You want it? <laughs> I bet you do. Uh, the the roof's going to fucking blow off the place when they finally do this thing. So uh, good for them. And, you know, uh, who's to say that maybe an audible wasn't called tonight? Maybe they decided not to do it because of the Phoenix thing. Who's to Ooh. say? Okay. Well, uh, yeah, we'll, well get let, let's get to that. Um we then get uh, Tony Schiavone backstage interviewing uh, Ruby Soho, only to be interrupted by Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. DMD. Uh, we're, we're back to our half second, uh, <laughs> half second being off. Uh, I'm going it's your fault. You blame me all the time, but you know what? You, you gotta, I am not you blaming gotta be on anybody. Time with me. I, I the am... one. It's The call is coming from inside the house, Jeff. Uh, you, you are the one who is. Who is I, I'm not blaming anybody. <laughs> oh, blameless now. Oh, now nobody's to blame. That's right. Oh, now nobody. This is this is a no fault. This is a no fault podcast. (laughs) Um, Ruby Soho basically just tells Britta, you know, just fuck off. (laughs) Can you can you just? It kind of did the uh, a little classic how I met your mother. Can you just? Okay. Yeah. uh, Just. Can you just? Okay. Yeah. Basically, just did a very succession fuck off. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, which leads to uh, Brit beating the fuck out of Ruby. Uh, Riho getting involved. Riho! Riho, hey. that was fun. And, They're going to be uh, battling for some belts. It turns out, uh, at an event oddly named, bear with me here, Battle of the Belts. What's it about? I think it's about a battle involving some belts. Oh, oh, okay. They're, they're, they're I getting love tricky because on this. it's subtle. Yeah, they're getting tricky with us here. Uh, we then get a subtext, Jeff. It, subtext. <laughs> we then get a, uh, a a tape promo with QT Marshall and Aaron Solo, and yeah, Hook's gonna fucking destroy Hook. Him. Hook, hey. is, that pop for Hook. My God. Yeah. Um. Bailey should have to take work off to go care for her husband because uh, it's not gonna be good. <laughs> It's not going to be good. If you don't see Bailey on WWE next week, it's because she's healing Aaron's wounds. Oof, oof. Yeah, he, he, he's doomed. You know what? I decided we, we need a hook versus show in a UWF match. Ooh, inspired. Oh, Very yeah. Inspired. I mean, and, 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 and show's got the experience because he did that UWF match in Glate. Uh, well, show... Uh, did a couple of little UWF nods in both of his matches over the week. I thought that was fun. I yeah. thought show looked. I thought show stood out at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, but boy, that whole House of Torture thing is the just House of Torture awful. thing is. is awful. You know what's the thing is? It's like one of those things that even I want to like. Like it's. It feels like a thing that I it would be perfect for me, and even I'm like, nah. 
Oh, it's... Uh, I mean, come on, man. A, a, a Tomohiro Ishii Wrestle Kingdom match has a two-point-something rating on Cage Match. What does that tell you? I mean, I don't really care about ratings or anything, but I know what I saw, and it was like... Mm. Oh, it was... And again, oh, it was, a match that oh, I it was like. Oh, it was dog shit. I like large, barrel-chested dudes smacking each other. I should have loved that match, but there wasn't a whole lot to like, man. No, no, no. That match was dog shit. That was, that was the worst Wrestle Kingdom match in memory. Ooh. hands Ooh. hands down in, in memory i could be blocking uh you know shout out to my my boy uh dion wells because he he rem- reminded me of one that i may have been blocking out of my mind so <laughs> uh, i'll le- i'll trust you with that because i forget way more matches than i remember yeah you know, which leaves <laughs> me which leaves me obliquely do i need to watch die for this gcw die for this because i saw a lot of shit going down um did i watch that uh, apparently we had we had Scotty Tuhati and and yeah, Jeff and Jeff Jarrett and a lot of stuff happened um, and a I lot mean, of bullshit be... involving John Wayne Mur- uh, fans reacting to John Wayne Murdoch. I don't know. I like John Wayne Murdoch and he follows me on Twitter. So shout out John Wayne. Murdoch. Well, no, 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 nothing against stuff. him. It was like the the fan conduct and I guess uh, Alex Cologne did some. Uh, you know, I don't know. It seems like this is a show. Maybe no I idea. just need to avoid for my for yeah. my mental health. I'm going to GCW in two weeks, and I'm excited about that. I know that much. That match you showed me, uh, Matthew Justice versus Atticus Kogar. Ah, uh, that I am hyped for that. I'm real hyped for that one. Yeah, there's a couple of good matches on that card, um, and also appearances by Kevin Nash and Sabu. So real excited for that. Because you know. Uh, because you, you know of my fandom uh, uh, of one Atticus Kogar. Yes, you're you're a big Kogar guy, and I get it. I think he is going to be a top heel in independent wrestling uh, nationwide sooner than later. I think so, too. And I said so on FanFight, I thought. That yeah, so. and, and you're right. Um, I guess we got to talk about this match, huh? Yeah, we, we, we do. We do. Uh, our, our main event of the evening, the AEW World Tag Team Championship, uh, the Lucha Bros, uh, Penta El Ceramiedo and Ray Phoenix versus Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. You know, the first thing I got to say is, is that Chris reminded me here. Uh, you think Penta was looking at Luchasaurus and said, Aren't, weren't you Vibora? I <laughs> <laughs> And oh god, I miss Lucha Underground. You know, uh, don't we all? Don't we all? I, I would, swear. I would really love if they brought back the Master. Apparently, he's in MLW. Ah, oh, good for him. Get the bag, Vampiro. But you know, oh no, I mean, I no, got, oh, no, no, no not him. I meant, I meant, uh, you know, the 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 dude. You know, the the guy who ran the place. Oh, oh, Dario Cueto. Yes, Dario Cueto. Yes. Yeah, he uh, he did do an MLW thing, and I would say get the bag for him too. But from what I <laughs> I understand, not a lot of bags to be gotten in at MLW. Ooh, yeah. Well, but uh, <laughs> did you know? Yes. Yeah, so, did you know Cubs fan caught a block for for making a joke about that? Oops. Yeah, no, I do remember that one. That was actually it was a funny joke. I think I retweeted it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he he said he did earn that one. So, uh, yeah. they did a lights <laughs> out spot during the match, and then nothing happened. And then, oh God. Oh, yeah, God. so the match was the match. It was fine. It was a little bit busy. A um, couple of decent spots here and there. I thought Luchasaurus looked better than he had recently, but it all gets to a uh, a choke slam from the apron to a table. Phoenix lands wrong with his arm out, and uh, his his arm is not in good shape anymore. Mm, no. It did a thing that arms are very much not supposed to do. Yeah, uh, and I, I don't want to perseverate on this. I just hope so, he recovers. Without, without dwelling on that too much, 
Uh, do you think this was the planned finish? Do you think that the Lucha that the, the Lucha Brothers were going to lose this match anyway? You know, I don't know. I, 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 I like you yeah. think after that spot and after that is like taking Phoenix out of the match, you probably think so. It's like maybe this was a planned title change either way. But you know, like to your point about, about earlier, it's hard to, to to even know now at this point. Um, you can very clearly see the concern on the faces of all the AEW talent that they were cutting to, uh, while trying not to put Phoenix and the the attention they were giving him on camera at all. Yeah. The whole moment was very awkward, and it's kind of it's very unfortunate that what was a really really good show, uh, for the most part, and it featured an early match of the year candidate at the beginning, uh, is going to be remembered for this probably. Yeah, that that was, yeah. I mean, I, I again, I don't want to perseverate on this, but you know, at the same time, you know, I even though I am a big Lucha Bros mark, as as I made clear. They, I mean, they, they didn't really much have a, ch- a choice at that point. So Jungle Boy yeah. gets the pin on on Penta. Uh, Jurassic Express are the six champions, uh, 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 the six AEW World Tag Team champions. And, and you know, the whole roster comes out. So you know, they very clearly make it that the division is now wide open. Right? This is a yeah. wide open. We have a, a tag team division kind of refresh here, which I do think is interesting in its own regard. Um, Death Triangle, man, continues to never be able to be a complete triangle. Yeah, Just, it's it's a it's damn the Death shame. Bermuda Triangle, Jeff. It's cursed. Yeah, it, it's a it's a damn shame, you know. It really is, man. And we, I again, just truly hope that Phoenix's injury wasn't as bad as it looked. I hope he makes a full and speedy recovery. Uh, and that's all. That's all I can really say. Yeah, <laughs> and, and yeah I hope for the best. I hope for the best there. I, I hope that you know, if you saw it that you're not too traumatized that you sleep okay tonight uh that's all i got man we got new tag champs yeah and yeah at this point yeah there's not much else we can say uh that that's gonna you know we 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 talked about a lot at the top of the show so with that in mind we, we 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 close out uh the debut on tbs for aew dynamite and boy what a what a way to start and end it indeed oh boy hopefully not an omen for what's to come i hope not but uh well with that in mind paul go ahead and plug yourself you can follow me on twitter at cool step uncle on twitch at twitch.tv slash thick flare and of course you can follow this very podcast on twitter at bgtd podcast on twitter you can catch me every friday night uh, right after AEW Rampage goes off the air at 11 p.m. Eastern on Wrestling Brain Rampage, me and Nick East, just by myself this week. So come see me in chat on Friday night. And uh, coming on January, I want to say, let me get you an official date here. I have dates now, Jeff. You have dates. Monday, January 24th, we are going to be launching Wrestling Brain's First Contact. It's going to be our weekly morning show hosted by yours truly. Uh, We're going to recap the weekends in wrestling. We're going to talk AEW, but also outside of AEW stuff. This is going to be a place where I'm going to check in on some more stuff. I have some really fun ideas for some segments and bits. I'm going to have guests. We're going to have interviews. We're going to be doing all kinds of really fun stuff. That's going to be on Mondays at 11 a.m. Eastern times. So uh, come. See me twitch.tv slash wrestling brain for that. 
Uh, you can find me at Strong Style Story without the E in style on Twitter for at least another week or so. I think actually maybe by February 1st, I'm going to fully transition that to being at GD Wessel. So please follow that one uh, so you, you, you're you prepared. Uh, I did put up uh, the, the next to last episode of Strong Style Story. Uh, the penultimate. The penultimate. Yes, as I really my, needed to say penultimate. I love that word. It's a great word. I that's the word I usually use, but for some reason I just decided not to go with that one. This I'm time. really glad you did because it gave me a chance to do it. Uh, and we did preview uh, Wrestle Kingdom, which uh, is not completely out of date, but except for the uh, the, the the New Japan versus Noah portion. So, um, and then uh, by the time our next episode of this show comes around, we should maybe have. Uh, the Premier League midterm grades episode for this season uh, up for busting balls. So, uh, so stay tuned. Bust for those that. balls, folks. All right. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, hey! All right, Paul. Any last words for this first episode of 2022? Um, hug your arm. Oh, jeez. We'll see you next week.